when we came out of Mitzrayim. So the reason was, like Torah tells us right at the beginning, that we were going to serve Hashem. That means Matan and indeed Klai Israel's direction after coming out of Mitzrayim was towards Har Sinai. This was really the fulfillment of Hashem's original promise, which began I will take you out of the bondage of Egypt, I will save you from slavery, and then I will bring you to be my people, and that refers to Matan Torah. And if that's the case, you would have expected that directly after Yamsuf, directly after coming out of Mitzrayim, Christ would have gone to Harsinai. It wasn't that far away. And instead, it takes them seven weeks after leaving Mitzrayim, until eventually they receive the Torah. And the Midrash in a number of places asks the question, why was it that there was such a gap, so to speak, between Christ coming out of Mitzrayim and receiving the Torah? I read the, the world was waiting for Kabbalah's Torah. Hashem was waiting for Kabbalah's Torah. So why not give us a Christ right away? There are a number of answers given in the Midrash, but the one I want to focus on in the context of the Shia today is when the Midrash says, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, that before Klaish will get the Torah, I want them to have the experience of eating the man, of drinking the waters of the Be'er, of feeling the protection of Adonai HaKovod, and after a few weeks of having had that experience, then they're ready to receive the Torah. Now, I don't believe the reason for that is because Klai Yisrael, you know, were very tired or maybe needed a vacation after the trauma of Mitzrayim. And therefore, this was a few weeks which gave them time to recuperate because for the entire previous year, from when the Makkas began, Klai Yisrael hadn't been working anymore. They hadn't been slaves. I think there's another reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted Klai Yisrael to first enjoy the man, the be'er, and the nani covered before he gave them the Torah. And it's something which I feel is an important principle for us to learn in Chinuch. And that is one would ask who's naturally the most effective or the most influential mechanic on a child, the answer will be his parents. Why? Because maybe the most important prerequisite that there is for somebody to be able to teach, for somebody to be able to be mechanic, is the fact that the person that they're trying to instruct and educate feels that the one who's teaching me or the one who's instructing me is really concerned about what's best for me. And the more clear it is to the person that 
my teacher, my instructor, my parents, has my best interest at heart. He's really concerned about me. The more effective the message that he'll receive will be. The more he's able to learn. The more he's able to listen. And therefore a parent naturally expends so much time and money and effort into his children. The children naturally feel that their parents are interested in what's best for them. And therefore they put them in a position to mechanich in a way where the children will accept. Whereas an outsider who hasn't yet done anything to prove and to show that he's really interested in what's best for the person he's teaching. So the instruction he tries to give or the direction he tries to offer might be taken or might be mistaken as something which is what the mechanic might want but not necessarily what he's doing for the benefit of the child. I heard from Rabbi Shapiro it once in a certain yeshiva, a Balchov yeshiva he was involved in, there was a case of a certain student who wanted to become more from, but the parents of this particular student were adamantly opposed. And the question the yeshiva had was, should they try and detach the cashier between the parents and the student because it was interfering with his ability to become from? his ability to keep the mitzvahs. And the child eventually got sent to Rav Shlaim And his answer was, one should never do that. Because even if now the Talmud, the student is in yeshiva, and the yeshiva will take the place of parents by looking after him, perhaps even providing him what he needs, the third of Shlaimun, in 20 or 30 years' time, when the Talmud is no longer in Yeshiva, and therefore the teachers he has now might not be the teachers he'll have then, but the parents he has now will still be the parents that he has then. Because the parents, instinctively, are always interested in what's best for their child. It's true they might be presenting a wrong chinuch, but the fact that there's a basis on which Chinuch is built, and that is the real d- drive, the real desire to do what's best for their child and to help them, makes the Chinuch of a parent something which is unique. And if a Rebbe, if a teacher, someone on the outside, wants to also be able to mechanic effectively, then they also have to show their concern for the people they're teaching. Because the more genuine and the more that concern and interest is felt, the more they'll be able to mechanic. There's a story about Rav Elul Apian. In Zisheba, he was looking for one of the Bachram to volunteer to wake up the other Bachram for Shachris. It's not always a popular job, it definitely doesn't endear the Bachar who took on the job to his fellow Bachar who has to get out of bed every morning. And it means that the person himself has to get up even earlier because he has to have the time to wake up 
all his friends are sleeping before the davening starts. So there was a certain Bach in Rebbe's yeshiva who volunteered to be the one to wake up all his friends. So Rebbe gave him a few words of direction before he began. He said, it could be that a person is waking up all his friends if you know, he's if he feels the importance of Tefillah, they have to get up out of bed to daven. And it could even be that there's a certain negative to it. The person has some kind of sadistic pleasure in waking everybody up. Rebbe said to this Bacha, he said, really, the right way to wake everyone for Tefillah would be to offer each one a coffee in bed. Because if you're really concerned about somebody, and it's important to you that he shouldn't miss Tefillah, you're concerned about him, you should also wake up in a way which is more comfortable. You have a drink ready for him. It might not be practical, but at least that should be the feeling a person has. And if what they're going to do is ready to help other people so that they don't miss davening, then that motivation to help other people should carry through to other areas too. It shouldn't just be seen that a person's, so to speak, interested in the davening, so he's waking everyone up to be there. He's interested in the people that he's waking up, then there should be other signs also of a person showing his interest or his care for the people that he's trying to help. And that's the side of Chinuch we're discussing. That if a person wants to be Mechanech, it will only be received by the student, by the Talmud, who feels that because the teacher is doing what's best for him. And now we find an amazing thing. By rights, the job of the Rav should be to teach Torah. But traditionally, the, Rav, the job of the Rav has also been to give advice, to counsel, to give chizuk, to raise money. Why is that part of his, so to speak, portfolio? Maybe his job is to teach Torah. Maybe to pass Nalacha. But why does such a big part of the job involved Benadam Nechavere. Involved taking care of the people he's teaching. And really, this trend goes right back to Moshe Rabbeinu, the very first Rav, leader, teacher of Klai Yisra. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't just responsible for teaching Klai Yisra all the time and making sure they knew the mitzvahs. Moshe really was the address for every problem that Klai Yisra had. There wasn't water, there wasn't food, they weren't happy with the food. <coughs> Any disputation between two parties within the Jewish camp, it all came to Moshe. And at one point, Moshe even turns to Hashem in Parashas Baha'u'llah, and says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how much am I expected to do? Is this part of my job? Are these, are these my children? In the words of the Pasuk, that I give, was I pregnant with all these people in Manechi that I give birth to them, that now it's my job, so to speak, to take care of all their needs? It's a rhetorical question. But the answer really is, yes, Moshe, it is your job. Because if you're going to teach them Torah, then, you, then they have to feel that you're interested in, you're interested in helping them. And if interested in helping them means listening to all their Torahs and helping them with all their issues, and that becomes your job as well.
I had you know, in the show maybe a very apt expression which brings this out. And that is, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Jerry is the same idea. For people to be able to learn from you, they have to first feel that you're interested in them. And going back to the question we started with. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, before I'm going to give Klaish the Torah, and Torah has to come from a point of feeding that Hashem is giving us a gift. It's in our best interest. He's giving the Torah to us to help us. So how are we going to, so to speak, sharpen that awareness, deepen that feeling? We're going to eat the man, we're going to drink the bear, and we're going to bring our covered. And we're going to experience the fact that Hashem is looking after us. And Hashem is interested in us. And Hashem is caring for us. Because the more we feel that, the more that we are primed, so to speak, to accept direction, to accept instruction from Hashem. And that's why always we find the Birk of Avisatari, of Birk of Satari, always comes first with introduction of the Rachamim, of the fact that you cared for our ancestors and you looked after them. And therefore we ask for the same thing for us when we ask to be taught Torah. Because the ability to learn is based on the fact that a person trusts that the one is teaching them and the interest in what's good for them. Let's take this a stage further. If that's the primary consideration, then even when a person does something wrong, if the mechanic is going to, so to speak, excommunicate the student, have no further contact with them, it really shows to an extent that their interest wasn't the student. It was what the student was meant to be, what they were meant to do. Even if someone does something wrong and deserves to be punished, but it can never be a punishment of taking away a basic that the student needs. Even if a parent wants to punish a child, you can never take away a basic requirement. As a father, you have certain basic responsibilities to look after your children, and that they can't lose. Extras maybe things that they don't necessarily need to have. That, yes. And I'll prove it. There were a number of times in the Midbar that Clarishol did things wrong where Hashem felt the need to punish them. Whether it was by the Miraglim, whether it was by the Egerazov. And when Hashem punished, He took away the Ananiah covet. But Hashem never took away the month. There was never a time when because you're doing the wrong thing or because you're not even not appreciating the man, it never came to the time Hashem took it away. Because they needed the man to live. And therefore, Kodesh Baruch could never take away a necessity. Obviously. It's like we would never say, we're going to punish a child for doing something wrong, we're going to make them stop. We could take away a treat, we could take away a privilege, maybe, but never a necessity. And it's not just in what we do, it's the same feeling which has to come through. Of course, we might show more affection or closeness to our children when they're doing the right thing. But that's the understanding that we can never take away the minimum. There's always the underlying concern, always the underlying interest in what's best for the child. 
So we've seen two different parts of the same chinuch principle. The one is, and it's not a chiddush, just explaining it in the words of Chazal. The one is that in order to mechanech, it has to come from a feeling that the student, the Talmud, that the child has, and that is that this is part of what my father wants to help me with. Just like he wants to help me in other areas, he wants to help me develop. And if that needs, most of sometimes instruction, even sometimes taichacha, rebuke, but it's all understood as part of what's going to help me develop. So a person has to foster that feeling in his children. And therefore sometimes the time his father spends enjoying with his children. The time a father spends building a good cash with them. The time a father spends playing the games with them. Or doing things that they enjoy is really also chinuch time. Is really also chinuch time because these things are necessary for the child to feel that the father really is interested in helping me. Not just in one area. In everything. And that's important. Because that feeling that the child gets is what's going to enable him to be able to listen to his father's advice. That's also the why the chinuch of a mother is so effective. Because a mother puts so much time and efforts and devotion into her children, and the children naturally feel that no one cares about them more than their mother does. And if that's the starting point, so then, then the child won't forsake the Torah of their mother because I know it's coming with the same interest in their welfare with the same love with the same feeling that the mother treats them in every other area and just like it's important that the mother put the mother they should be healthy and it's important to the mother they should be well fed and it's important to the mother that they should be protected then if the mother is, it's important to her that they should say brachos and that they should daven that they should keep the mitzvahs, it's coming from the same place. It's coming from the same place of what Hashem wants which is good for us. And if that's where we look at our children, then if we want to be mechanich others, it has to come from the same point. That a person really wants what's best for them. And sharing Torah with them. Or teaching them the Derech Hashem, the way to get to Adam Abba, that's what's really best for them. That's where the, why am I trying to teach? Because I'm really trying to help the person I'm teaching. And I feel that what I can give them is the biggest help that is possible. And that's the get to a person in Kalvachem by Hashem. The way I'm meant to approach Torah starts with the man, starts with the bear, starts with the feeling that Kaddish Baruch already wants what's best for me. And by giving me the Torah, by instructing me in the mitzvahs, this is the best. This is what Hashem is giving me, what's possible, the best thing there is. And the Prophet says, By Yitzhaveinu Hashem, Nasus Karachukim the Torah Hashem taught us and gave us all these mitzvahs because that's what's best for us. It's a chesed of Hashem, no less and even more than all the other chasadim that we are aware of. Perhaps there's also a reason why Hashem doesn't give a person das until he's 13 or 12 for a girl. And the only mechoyev and tarim from then. 
Because that way they have all the years of their childhood. So they get used to feeling all the good that Hashem has done for them. And then when they get to the stage where they're now instructed to keep the Torah, it's understood as part of the same. It's a continuation of Hashem's want, Hashem's desire to do good. After eating the man, after being enveloped in the covered, we came to Matan Torah, feeling that Kaddish Baruch is offering us something because He wants to do good to us. I'm giving you the best thing for you. And the more a person feels like that, the more they're able to receive. And the more a person understands it, the more they're able to listen. And therefore in our capacity also as mechanchim, as teachers, as parents, the more we connect to our children that, or our students, that they feel we're really interested in them. And we have time to help them with all the other issues as well. And we're willing to invest ourselves into showing that we care about them. Then just like we, will, we want to do what's best in all the other areas, areas of their lives, they'll understand that when it comes to teaching them how to improve their mitzvahs, how to better their performance of mitzvahs, it's coming from that same place of caring. And then we can be successful that our Talmudim, our students, our children, will listen to what we have to teach them.